Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. Are we any closer to understanding just how widespread COVID-19 really is? It's day 105 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 74,281 cases with 2,415 deaths. Across the world, countries or smaller regions have been trying to conduct what are called seroprevalence surveys. These are large-scale surveys that involve taking the blood of usually a random group of people and testing for SARS-CoV-2 antibodies. Such antibody tests are quick and cheap and so easy to conduct at scale, provided you're not looking for a diagnostic solution. And a seroprevalence survey is not. It's trying to understand what proportion of the population has already been exposed to the virus. Some seroprevalence studies that have already been conducted have given valuable insight into what is likely the true infection rate of COVID-19. This is particularly useful in the case of this particular virus since between 70 to 80% of all infections appear to be asymptomatic or with very mild symptoms only meaning that the number of those who get tested is very likely a small proportion of the real number who have been infected it provides policy makers a hugely important estimate of how far the virus has already traveled this has important implications for our understanding of the fatality rate of the virus as well if the denominator is far bigger than we thought that lowers the fatality rate considerably the first seroprevalence study that shot into prominence was conducted in santa clara county a part of california with about 1.78 million people all of this information comes from an article by katherine offered in the scientist and i've linked to it a team led by researchers at stanford university tested 3300 people for antibodies against sars cov2 and 50 showed up positive using statistical analyses to extrapolate their findings the team concluded that the county's infection rate was 2.5 to 4.2% they later revised this to between 1.3% and 4.7% of the county's population the equivalent of 25000 to 91000 people having been infected with sars cov2 The reason the preprint of the survey posted to Med Archive on April 17th made big news was this. By April 1st, just 956 cases of COVID-19 had been officially recorded in the county. This meant that the number of people who had been infected with SARS-CoV-2 in Santa Clara was actually 50 to 85 times higher than the official estimates. Since then many other regions have conducted seroprevalence studies with somewhat similar results. New York governor Andrew Cuomo said that researchers had found antibodies in 21% of roughly 1300 people surveyed outside grocery stores and other shops in New York City. In the Boston suburb of Chelsea, a Harvard study found that 64 out of 200 randomly sampled residents had antibodies. Virologists in Germany who surveyed 500 people in the town of Heisenberg found antibodies in nearly 15%. Another study led by the Stanford group estimated a seroprevalence of around 4.1% in Los Angeles County in California based on a survey of 863 people. 
And now the Indian Council for Medical Research yesterday announced a seroprevalence sample survey in India. By the way, I got this document from a fellow journalist. Although it's official, it hasn't been put out by the ministry or the ICMR yet. Anyway, here's what it says. It will cover 24,000 adults in 69 districts from 21 states, distributed equally across districts that have high and low burdens. Now one of the biggest problems that many epidemiologists found with some of the seroprevalence studies that I mentioned earlier stem from the test kits used. The Santa Clara study for instance used a Chinese test kit that was not on China's list of approved manufacturers. This can create a large number of false positives and raises doubts over the findings. India has already been through this. After ordering rapid antibody tests from two Chinese companies and dispatching them to all states, India had to abruptly put a stop to rapid antibody testing because of the huge variations in the results the test kits were throwing up. On Sunday, the government announced that the ICMR had developed ELISA or enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, which is considered more sophisticated and reliable than the rapid antibody test. but we haven't yet deployed them at scale so we'll have to see how well they work in the field meanwhile the journalist arunab saikya in an article for scroll has revealed that the government has announced that it transferred the technology for the test to an ahmedabad based firm to mass produced without inviting tenders or interest from any other companies the ministry of health and family welfare also announced a second sample survey which it called a facility based survey In this survey every district will collect 200 samples per week from healthcare workers outpatient attendees without flu like symptoms and pregnant women they will use pooled rt pcr tests first to determine the presence of sars cov2 and then later move to the elisa test presumably this also gives them the opportunity to test if the elisa test is being reliable and consistent The good news is that we should hopefully soon have data from two national sample surveys estimating the true prevalence of SARS-CoV-2. As a data journalist that is hugely exciting news for me. All this while, all that we have been able to know about the spread of the disease has been from tests that come positive after qualifying for the ICMR's fairly conservative testing strategy. Put another way, We have only been told what share of the tests that the ICMR chose to conduct are positive. With these surveys, we should have two sets of data. One, what share of a sample of people who weren't seeking a SARS-CoV-2 test or treatment at a health facility turned out to be positive, giving a sense of the extent of community transmission. And two, what share of a sample of the population of the country has either already had the infection or currently has it? The more worrisome part is this. During the pandemic, the government has not had a good track record of releasing timely data in a transparent manner. Let's hope the numbers start coming out soon and are shared with some level of detail and with everyone, not just friendly media. The more people have access to this data, the better the chance that we can all put our minds together and think of public health and public policy solutions. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurthy. Tomorrow a new question.